Hey guys, thanks for joining us for episode 121 of Writing Through the Ages, our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. I'm Eugene. And I am Eric. And today we're going to be watching episode 30 of Common Rider 71, entitled The Reborn Fossil, Blood-Sucking Trilobite. It aired October 23rd, 1971. It was written by Mari Takizawa and directed by Isaku Ichida. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to some good old 1971 romp. Yep, yeah, and like... You were wondering when they were going to bring back fossils? Yes, exactly. Because, I mean, like, you, you do the starfish once, and then you never see it again. And it's like, that's such it's a relevant technology, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and then they just, I, I was worried, I guess, that they would just go off and be like, okay, let's make a squirrel. Screw it. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Let's just take a human being, inject some stuff into it. It works every time. But, yeah. I remember this one, and it is more, like, if I remember correctly, there's a plan, and it's a good plan. But then, it, you know, of course it falters because they have to involve Kamen Rider into it. Well, I don't remember exactly how Kamen Rider gets involved into it. But this is actually also, it's a really good one for showing Zol being in charge. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It's it's fun. It's definitely fun to see. It's just that sometimes Kamen Rider has no idea any of this is going on. And if you just don't mess with him, he doesn't know. Yeah. So it's like dealing with Kamen Rider as Kamen Rider is aware of the situation makes perfect sense. But being like, okay, our plan is almost complete. Now let's go kidnap, uh, I don't know, Tachibana or something like that. Yeah. Why? Leave them alone. They're over there having a bicycle race. Like, yeah, they're they're arguing over whether or not they should go sunbathing. Leave yeah, be when they, like the the kid one where they just kidnapped the kids, uh, Goro. Yeah, why? Yeah, <laughs> I, like the whole time I'm like, what is the purpose here? Is it like he's the only one? He like the computers decided this is the only person that can do this. Well, no, no, he was not he was that. recommended by the other girl. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he could have just been like, no. Yeah, it's like, ah, it's too close to our enemy. Let's just get the plan rolling first. Yeah, let's just take over the world first. How's and that? I'm not saying Goro's not prime uh, prime candidate to become a child super soldier yeah. or whatever. Just that he's got some connections that would be worried if he's gone and they would kind of know where to start looking. <laughs> yeah, because they assume everything is shocker. Yeah, everything. The wind Because they're right. Oh, the wind's blowing five miles faster than usual today. Shocker's developing weather technology. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Probably, actually. Probably. <laughs> if it was that. That's actually relevant. Yeah. Check check to make sure all the weather pl- places, all the yeah. uh, 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 atmospheric weather stations have been sabotaged <laughs> in the past, like, six months or something. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's like I said, that's the same thing that happened, like, with, like, classic Doctor Who, and, and is that one of these stories could be, like, a full show into itself. Oh, yeah. Like one whole season about the mole people trying to blow up in a refinery, you know? Yeah. Laying the groundwork or like the the mushroom spores killing everyone. Yeah, that'd be a whole movie about that. Oh, yeah. Big time. You know, uh, but no, we're going to do it in a half an hour episode. (laughs) Half an hour. We're going to do it, I don't want to say poorly, but not as well as it could be done in half an hour. Yeah. Um, And that's got to do with the time and, you know, they know what their audience is. Yeah. They know what people are expecting. They're not expecting... uh, I mean, nowadays, I feel like every t- TV show, they're jamming in, like, a love triangle or somebody cheated on someone. You know, like, they're trying to just hammy as much as they can just jam yeah, it in Yeah, they're there. trying to soap opera it up because yeah. they, it, it's what happens when every show is trying to appeal to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, sometimes shows don't appeal to everyone. They don't need it. You know, it's, it's okay to be it's okay to be a kid's show. It's also okay to be a show for housewives. It's okay to be a mm-hmm. show for, you know... 15 year old boys it's like it's okay to be these shows you don't have to appeal to everybody uh-huh yeah you know and if you have if you throw something else in there that's fine yeah you know yeah uh but it's like i think all all the greatest shows were like they didn't yeah they weren't trying to appeal to an international audience or 
Um, they no. weren't trying to not piss off everyone. Yeah, well, it's like that. I mean, they simultaneously piss off everyone. Yeah, that that's just that's just a nature of uh, instant of uh, instant feedback. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what that's what happens with instant feedback. But um, no, shows like Quantum Leap or like uh, uh, Columbo and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or like. Uh, Star Trek. It's like we're just trying to make a show here. Yeah. Uh, we're appealing to our major demographic, and if anybody else likes it, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like also back then there was less competition. True. Also true. I mean, it's not only just like uh cable and premium television and all that stuff, but you have YouTube, Netflix, all this stuff. Yeah, all the streaming services. So you have to. You are fighting against everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, plus it's like the idea of a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? A profitable movie. The idea of a profitable movie has changed. So like before, making money is a return on investment is a good thing, and now it's like eh, if we don't make you know ten times what we put into it, then we're not even paying the actors, let alone paying the people that worked on the movie. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't know how's this gonna sell. Well, it's the same thing with video games and stuff. It's not about yeah. making money; it's about making all the money. All of the money. Yeah. So it's like they're not even gonna they're not gonna try unless they can make which which leads to the fall of uh just middle tier stuff. Yeah. Everything in uh. Like all TV shows and movies and video games are either independent or blockbusters. Yeah, exactly. There's no double A or like mm-hmm. four star movies. Well, I was thinking about that too the other day. I was like, there's triple A games and there's indie games. What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no double A game like there used to be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, and then the same thing with movies. We're like, it's like, uh, you could make an independent movie mm-hmm. still fine. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to, and then you can make blockbusters, but you're not going to be able to make something like uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which is like not a blockbuster movie. Yeah. But it's more, it's definitely more expensive than an, an independent movie. movie. Yeah. Independent movie. For sure. Like they're making the new Ghostbusters because the old Ghostbusters was made. Yeah. Otherwise they probably wouldn't make it. Yeah. And even then it's still, you know, they're putting or a lot like, of money or, into uh, it. That would have been like, that was still a pretty big one. Something like the original Ninja Turtle. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because it's like that one took money to make, yeah. but not like big money. Because yeah. there was and there was also like no major star in the movie. Yeah, because now nowadays movies like that they're handled by you know like Pixar. They're animated and they usually have like big. Well, I mean the last actors. Ninja Turtles movie was done by Michael Bay. Yeah, you know it's just yeah. like uh we just watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Right, a movie that takes money. Mm-hmm. But not like all the money. No, I feel like now I feel like you and I could probably whip that movie out with the resources available, just free resources. I mean, it probably wouldn't be as good. I'm just saying yeah. that if we had the expertise, it's feasible to get a camera and make a movie that's like that. Yeah, because um, the special effects are something that you could you could get somebody in college to do. Yeah, but I'm um, I'm saying this especially when it came out, it was a movie that took money to make. Yeah. But not all the money. Yeah, not like every little. It, bit of and, money. and like those are the movies that your digital went, effects budget's not ten million. Or yeah, whatever yeah, the heck. yeah. And it also was like it took because it had to go to a lot of sets and a lot of people and all that stuff. But it was like, but those were the movies that also created movie stars. Yeah, like those are the movies that created your Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and, and you know all those other ones. And it's just like, uh, yeah. Those ones won't, they're not, they're not made anymore. No. I mean, at this point now, if anything like that, any work your way up sort of thing comes from the, you know, TV shows. Yeah. Um, because those. now it's like the people who are in Blockbusters, now those people are the ones who make the independent films. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of funny, but yeah. 
because it's like now that you, you have it. to be like incredibly wealthy to be able like a incredibly wealthy well-known movie star to make an independent film yeah yeah i mean of course we're not talking like sundance film or some sort of weird uh well, not, well, it's not, not i'm not saying sundance is weird but like a small movie festival sort of thing we're yeah. talking about but even um, then to be like n- noticed and stuff yeah like, like, a, like on a uh like uh, th- things like uh i was gonna say global but not global but like a country-wide um, basis the, the one that i'm i'm, t- uh, I'm remembering is like a uh, pump spring Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Palm Springs was an independent film made by Andy Samberg and like a bunch of people. And that was shown at like Cannes. Yeah. And then they bought it. Then uh, Hulu bought it so that they could do it. And he wanted to be known as having the most, ex- the getting the biggest check from can- from a Cannes movie. So he made them buy it for one more dollar <laughs> so that he could be on the record against another one. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was like so yeah. much money in one so that he would be a, the most expensive movie ever for that's a, a That's an Andy Samberg one right there. <laughs> yeah. But like, the only reason he was able to make that movie and people paid attention to it is because he was a big star. He was, yeah. I mean, he's well known, and he's made other smaller films before, like yeah. you know, Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping, yeah, or Never Stop Never Stopping, whatever. Point is, funny things like yeah. that. Lonely Island kind of helps, yeah, you know. But yeah, it's just like you know, get. But that's the same thing with like TV shows now. Almost, mm-hmm. it's like TV shows. You have to have like so much money to make a TV yeah, show. Yeah, and you have to have somebody, somebody lined up to be you know that person. It's usually. <laughs> Uh, probably somebody now the, these days is like active on Twitter almost. I feel like it's like almost you have to have a, a social media falling to be the, the star of something. Oh, yeah, now. that's the only way you can get known. Um, <laughs> but that, I mean, okay, so that was all one long way of saying that it's kind of nice to come back to Sevy One every once in a while. Just let your mind go. Just watch a show and, that's been made by like nine people and 12 bucks. Yeah, I mean, we say <laughs> it all the time. It's like literally every time we come back to this on a rotation, it's the number one best thing about Comrade Edge 71 is it's totally different. Than any of the others, like you're you not can, getting this on TV. Yeah, you just aren't. Like, they, they, the level of camp. I mean, okay, like the. It's not like they're trying to be this way. It's not like you're watching a sci-fi movie where they're like purposely being horrible. No, they're dead serious when they're making this show too. Yes. <laughs> um, and in 1971, they're making a good show. Yeah, it's still good. Still good. I mean, and, and the thing is, it's not like. You know, it's not like Green Hornet wasn't exactly like this. You yeah. know, I I always bring that up as a parallel. It's around the same time. You can see this is Green Hornet, uh, the uh, sixty. I think it was sixty eight Batman. Yeah, you see my point. Yeah, stuff like that. Like you know, uh, like I guarantee if you go back and watch old episodes of FBI, you're going to be cheesing over. Oh yeah, and, then, <laughs> and like I've said, I just said earlier, it's like Doctor Who in this era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the seventies era of Doctor Who was uh actually right around this time was the third Doctor. I actually just was just watching an episode. With yeah. Him. Yeah. So I'm not saying like it, it was definitely a product of his time. I'm not saying that all shows should be like this. No. This no. is like I feel like there should be a show, maybe a show that's like this. Yeah. Where you're like, Wow, that was horrible. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know. I feel like a little bit. Just so there's something to compare. There's a metric here. It's like this is all you're really competing with. People still enjoy this. Yeah, the problem is is like you can't make a new show like this. No. Yeah, and that time is gone. It's gone. Yeah, I would love. To, I would love that it would be possible. It's just that the, it wouldn't. People, people say people would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. And they're like, "No, you." Yeah, they might spend like ten bucks on the Kickstarter and then just never watch an episode. Yeah, after the first, you know. It's um, like no, you you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I mean, even myself, it's hard to say. Even though I would want that, do I have time for it though? I mean, I have so many hobbies. Yeah, it's like and like. We rag on it, but TV has gotten good. There, no, there's some stuff. There's definitely the problem some is, it's like there's so much of it. Yeah, and then really, it's like, and then and then you always end up what you're like. There's so much of it, and you find something good, and then you watch so much bad to get to the yeah, good. Yeah, you add it to my list and just move on. 
Yeah. No, it's so good. I got. I need to save this for now. <laughs> yeah. You're so. like, I'm gonna save this for when I have when I when I don't have uh when I want a really good show, and then you just keep watching crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh no, this is a great show. I gotta save this so it doesn't end. Because I feel like it always ends up being one of those situations where it's like, I really want to watch this, but I don't want to pay attention to anything super super hard right now. I just yeah. want to go. I want to like. I want to be able to be distracted if I get distracted. I want to half watch a show. Yeah, I want to half watch a show, and that's probably why we have a bunch of crap shows. So much, so much wealth, the luxury to be able to half watch a show. <laughs> yeah, I love well, it. Gonna half watch a show. Say so it's the it's a luxury of having that show on DVD, but you don't want to go put it in, so you just turn it on Netflix and kind yeah, of yeah. play a video game. <laughs> yeah, like ah, uh, yeah, could put this on, but I'm just gonna. Eh. <laughs> It's like, yeah, sometimes it's just ridiculous. I wish, does Netflix have like a, I'm feeling lucky? Oh, like a random watch button? I do believe so. I think it has like a shuffle click. Yeah. Um, I've never clicked it. So that's why I take that with a grain of salt. I could be thinking of Hulu or HBO Max or who knows what streaming service. Yeah, well, I'm like I wouldn't of. trust, I wouldn't trust uh, Hulu or HBO Max because I haven't watched enough on there. I haven't rated enough on there for uh-huh. them to actually understand my preferences. Right. Well, with Netflix, they gave up on that a long time ago. Well, with Netflix, like what they advertise to you. Yeah. But when I go down to like uh, the recommended categories, are usually right. Mm-hmm. And like if I go past and I the first couple ones, because the first couple ones are always Netflix shows. Yeah. Or Netflix movies and stuff. If I go like a little deeper in, like, yeah, it's usually like, oh, yeah, I like this movie. True. Yeah. I mean, you got to dig. You got to dig through the layers. Okay. I, oh, you know what? You just reminded me of something. Um, and It's kind of funny. I feel like we promote this enough that we should get sponsored by it. But Tubi. Yeah. You can watch this on Tubi. Yeah. With us. But... The reason why I bring up Tubi is that is the best example of something that tries to recommend you what you like. Uh, For example, you watch one zombie movie on there. The next time you go down to the horror movie section, it's going to be like 90 zombie movies in a row. I mean, they're going to be all total crap. (laughs) But the point is, at least it understands that you clicked on a horror movie and you specifically clicked on this kind of horror movie. Yeah, so like I watch, uh, you know, watch Kamen Rider on my Tubi account. And then you get Ultraman, you you get get Sentai. You get like the Power Rangers documentaries and stuff like that. So yeah, Yeah. it's like... Tubi understands. It's like I don't really watch... Ultraman, but like, yeah, I can. Un- this is like the type of thing you want to recommend somebody. Yeah, they're directly related. <laughs> who who yeah. watches it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I appreciate the the work they put in. I feel like I would pay them if I could pay them for a better that's service. What, that's actually what kind of I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of like that I'm, you don't have. Yeah, that I don't. I'm never tempted to pay them. Yeah, because I would. Sons of I, bitches. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like <laughs> it's like because like it's on Hulu. It's like. I keep telling myself, like, no, I, I don't have Hulu anymore. But when I had it, I'm like, no, I'll get the commercial one because it's the only time I, like, see commercials. And I get to, like, uh-huh. and everything they add, there's an add on. Every show that they advertise on Hulu is on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice. So it it's like nice. if you see something you want to watch. But they just started putting so many yeah, ads Yeah, it starts in. becoming an ad every three minutes almost. Yeah, so then I just, like. And you're like, I'm paying for this? Never mind. Yeah, so I, I quit paying for Hulu. But, um, but like, like, to be, there's no... Uh, ad free option no it's just this is what you get it's free and if you sign up they just remember what you're watching yeah that's it sign up so you can have a list yeah yeah easy peasy yeah um i mean honestly we should probably stop promoting Tubi until they start paying us because it's getting a little I, it's like yeah a little ridiculous well <laughs> i mean if we were paying for Tubi, maybe like yeah. they gave us like free if, they, if we're like hey we're promoting give us give us some free Tubi. yeah i, I mean like, okay <laughs> it's like one of those things you can't hate it it's got common rider on it yes common rider episode 30 yes and uh, it's free. It's free. And 
about half the time they get the commercials right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the commercial break. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's like right, right when it. Bam, ba-da, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's not. But oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Points for trying. Yeah. Uh, that's probably because they're just getting it from like DVD releases and those. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, so uh, we're gonna go check out what the trailer bite's all about. Yeah. And we will be back. Is she? Okay, and we are back, and it is definitely an episode of 1971, isn't it? Dude, it's 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 top ten for me. It's definitely a very very good episode. Yes, there's so much in there, and, I, and you you this is like this is the episode where I'm like, oh yeah, Zol was an addition. Yeah, this yeah. Zol was what they needed. Yeah, they needed a like a general to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like uh, a lot of the times, if I'm ever complaining about this show, it feels like I'm complaining about. The plot being kind of forced, you know, yeah. but it gets a pass yeah. as always. But this one is like, no, nah, this actually seems like most most of it seemed legit. Yeah, like they had a goal, they've been waiting for it, they jumped on it immediately. Everyone reacted in the way I was expecting, kinda. You know, very cool episode, like mm-hmm. in general. Um, and the villain was great. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, that means the monster of the week. That is. yeah, very few uh, changes, and this would be like. Just updating the suit a little bit would like make it a monster in any scene, every any series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was actually um the only thing that I felt like was slightly disappointed, but it only only because in my mind I was thinking, wow, this villain would work out perfectly for um like a more current like a. I was thinking Kuga, for example. If you were to take this trilobite, slap it on Kuga. Yeah. Um, because it was like a one little thing in here where it's like it, as it drinks blood, it gets bigger and bigger, and I was thinking, dude, that's like. You could have it become like a huge kaiju that just, you know, <laughs> yeah. this could become a serious problem as it starts drinking blood. And then it's like consuming whole people. And then yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, they don't go that route. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, I was just thinking that that little addition means that we've only seen the little time, like the, the tip of the iceberg of what this thing could do um, if their plan had worked out. You know what I mean? Very interesting. A lot to think about. Uh, so it starts out opening. Starts out with uh, science. Yeah. So these trilobites existed 18 million years ago. Um, and we see, of course, we see a doctor fiddling over the fossil to try the bite. He's just, and mixing, just mix putting it, random chemicals yeah. in there. Science. Seeing if it'll uh, reawaken it. Um, I thought this was a shocker guy at first. Yeah. Um, usually it's not, but it just seemed like I was wondering how they were going to tie that into it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it wasn't a shocker guy. Yes. By the end of it. But so, yeah, he just makes a random selection of liquids and then of course it soaks it all up yeah and he's just like i'm just gonna bring back these fossilized monsters because that never worked out never yeah. never had a problem jurassic park right exactly i mean this was before jurassic park but uh but it's just like yeah because that always works out well is bringing back there's a reason why things went extinct <laughs> yeah because i think what was it they were trying to um resurrect parasites on a woolly mammoth or something that they yeah. found stuff like that and everyone's just like whoa no yeah. it's like hand-sized parasites yeah, but please it, no uh it's always like science about the can not about the should yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, made, we made ebola airborne why because uh, we could <laughs> uh so of course you just fill the the petri dish with a bunch of fluid and of course the trilobite's going to be reawakened it just that's just how it works 18 million years it's been fossilized yeah and i guess the part that kills me the most about this is that this can't be his first time trying i just wonder how many 18 million year old fossils were ruined <laughs> with random chemical you know concoctions oh, oops. to oh, time to get some more finally worked so it zooms out to a mat it zooms over to like a mask on the wall uh-huh 
And we see that this is uh, some camera stuff, and it goes down, and Zol has been watching it, and he's like, yes, I've been waiting for this this to go. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, how many, like, scientists are they watching? Yeah, like, how many, how many? Are they just, like, watching the scientists, like, every experiment? Because we've seen it before. Yeah. Like, the laser thing. Yep. It's like... Like, how do they know? Like, how many scientists do well, they... Well, it's like, uh, the laser one, that guy, the, his assistant was a shocker agent. Yeah. So it's like, they just have probably, like, shocker agents, like... Just every. Everywhere. Every. It's like, can you imagine? It's like they probably have somebody at the top of every, uh, like, field. You know, like, pe- scientists get grants to do their experiments. They, yeah. they have somebody there, uh, <laughs> like, monitoring every grant that's handed out. Yeah, and they always, like, assign some, uh, a shocker agent to, like, work with that guy or whatever. Like, yeah. It's just like, can you imagine you're the soccer agent that's assigned to guys, like, working on mold spores or something like that? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm sure this is going to work out great for shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Shocker's going to be able to use this to take over the world somehow. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we get the rundown of Shocker's plan, what they plan to do. So they're going to um, take this trilobite whenever he goes to do his thing. Like after after a certain point, I think like 6 p.m., he'll be done with the experiment. Then you take it uh, and uh, have it bite somebody at 2 a.m., something like that. And they're going to call it Trilobronzo. So apparently they've been planning this for a very, They're going to combine it with a cyborg. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And by 2 p.m., it'll be like fully done. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay. It's like fine enough, fair enough. You know, <laughs> they very well thought out. I mean, they already understand the Trilobite's chemical makeup and yes. all the fixes. They're going to have to take some blood and some stuff, and then it'll be good. We're going to be good. Um, but I just thought it was funny. It's like, and we're going to call it Trilobronzo. It's like, what? Why though? <laughs> Why name it anything? <laughs> because Great Leader likes naming stuff, right? <laughs> um, he has a name like Great Leader. He's like, oh, I got to come up with better ones for the monsters, right? <laughs> yeah. So Great Leader's main role is to uh, tell people, "Hey, get on it!" And also, like, he doesn't come up with a plan. Somebody else gives him a plan. He says, "Get on it," and then he names the creature. That's what he does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so it comes back, and it's like uh, the scientist, and he's talking to his kid. Yeah, he's got his wife next to him. He's talking to the kid, and the kid's saying that. Uh, he's going on an overnight hike. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he's, he's like, like oh, oh, be, be careful. And the kid's like, oh, you'll probably get so much work done now that I'll be out. I'll be gone. And they're like, ah, you got me figured out, kid. Yeah. It's like, so it's like a little family dynamic. But they have mm-hmm. a good, good family, whatever. And then we get a candlelight ceremony. We get we get shocker science. Very nice. Which is, it's like a seance. It's like. <laughs> it is. Like, okay, he's he's all slow <laughs> he's walking. Like, like, like very, like the only reason I say it's like candlelight vigil almost is because it's. It looks like a, a magic ceremony. There is some, a ceremony in it. Yeah, yeah, there's a ceremony, but this is supposed to be a cyborg operation. Yeah, he's walking up to him with a candle, talking about, soon my brothers will <laughs> destroy humanity with our experiment like, and whatnot. They're like, um, I mean, this is fine if that was how Shocker did things. Yeah. If Shocker was like a magic organization. Yeah. No problem with that. Yeah, definitely out of place here. But it's like they've always been full science, and all of a sudden it's like... So- Science? Yeah, science. <laughs> yeah. I I don't understand this part. I'm just going with it. Like, maybe this is how it always is, and we just didn't know. Yeah. You know? Um, They're like, see, what happens is if we don't use the candles, they become common riders. Yeah, but he's talking about his, uh, how it's their duty to destroy their enemies. Yeah. Basically. Um, And this is all, like, in a dimly lit room, and everyone's watching him, and there's just one guy strapped, I'm assuming unconscious, to this table. I think he might be a volunteer. Yeah, well, he's going to be, well, it's like, Volunteer is generic because they brainwash everybody. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's like... Volunteer after the fact. It works. Y- yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the guy who's going to become Trilobite. Uh, the Trilobite monster. Trilonzo or whatever it's called. So um, the guy, you know, he goes... But they, they they have to fill it with blood. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> forgot to mention that. 
Uh, yeah, because the plan was just to mix it with a vampire cyborg or something like not vampire but blood sucking cyborg, and then it becomes a blood sucking trilobite. Yeah, course, so it's like it's a, that gets uh, that specifically gets bigger as it drinks blood. Yeah, so they com- that's how they got around the fact that like tribites didn't drink human blood. It's just like no, we have a blood sucking cyborg. You get that's a one of those traits, you know? Screw you it. No, big, strong, blood sucking, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so we see the doctor. He sits down at his desk. He goes to do his experiment. He's like, what the heck? It's gone. WTF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's rightfully confused. And so he's just looking around like, what's going on here? So the back of the house, or yeah, in the back of his like office. Yes, his living room. Yeah. The, in the back of his living room, the wall opens up and shocker kills come on. Yes, this is like one of the best things about this episode. Seriously. Ridiculous. The shocker base is built into his house. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, what are you guys doing here? How does, what, what's going on here? And they're, like, and they're like, hey, we need you to come with us. And they're, they're being polite, kind of. Yeah, and he's just like, I'll give you one chance to leave before I call the cops. And they're like, you're coming with us. And they yeah. try to get away. And the doctor you know, fights back. So he, yeah, he tries to put... I think he throws a punch or two. Yeah. He gets, eventually gets overwhelmed. And they're like, look, you're coming with us whether you like it or not. And they take him through his living room, in the wall in his living room, to the underground shocker base that's built into his house. And he says, like, when did this get out of my house? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Seriously, like rightfully, like, WTF. <laughs> When did this happen? How did this happen? And that's the honest question. How did you guys sneak in here? How do you sneak in and build a base under my house? The funny thing is that I think my favorite part about the base setup is that uh, there seems to be only one entrance and exit, and that's the wall in his house. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering how they're coming and going. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure one. there's another one. It's but just, it just uh, looks like everybody's just showing up at his house, <laughs> going in, coming out. Did you ever see the movie Real Genius? Mm-mm. So, amazing movie. It's one of, uh, I think it's uh, Val Kilmer's second movie? Second or third? Hmm. Um, it's about, like, a genius high school. Okay. And, like, Val Kilmer is the, the guy who's, like, been there so long that he's just become the guy who's just, like, the, the party boy or something. Mm-hmm. But then, like, uh, and then there's this new kid that comes in. And so, uh, it's the new kid and Val Kilmer's his roommate. And then, but there's just, every once in a while, he's just, the, the new kid's just, like, sitting there, he's studying or whatever. And then there's just full-grown man just walks into the room and then goes into their closet and doesn't come out. <laughs> and he does it, like, three or four, and they open the closet and he's gone. And I was like, what the? <laughs> is it ever explained? It is explained, and it's it's a thing about it. But I don't want to spoil it because it's a great. It's a great movie. If you should, you should watch it. It's called Real Genius. Okay, Real Genius. I'll I think it. it might be on like Tubi or something like that. But it's a it's a it's a hilarious movie. It's like yeah, it's like Val Kilmer's like second movie. It's like kind of like an um uh a, like a high school movie, but if there were a genius high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I gotcha. I can yeah. see it in my head. It's like you know Ferris Bueller, or, uh, Van Wilder, or something like that. But uh, weird science. Mixed yeah, like in. he, uh, Val Kilmer has like a a strong uh, a string of like frozen uh, of like dry ice that he keeps in the in the freezer, and it's like this cylinder, and he slices it really off so it's the exact same size as a as like a dime because the movie's like an eighties of a dime, and he puts it into the coffee machine to get his coffee so it evaporates. So it- oh. <laughs> that's how he's getting his coffee every morning. <laughs> It's like that type of thing. Anyways, but just like the idea of like the shocker goons just walk into the house and disappear. But that reminded me of that real genius thing of like the guy just walks into their closet and is gone. I can imagine. (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, they hire a plumber. Plumber goes in. He never, he's like, did you see the plumber leave? Oh, he's not here. I guess he's done. (laughs) Shocker going for their, you know, three year tenure or whatever the hell. (laughs) Start of my watch. Um, 
But um, yeah, so he he gets taken down there. Of course, he's looking around, very confused. Yes. And Zol walks up and offers his hand, like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Zol's there smoking a cigarette, being all cool, because this is the seventies, so smoking's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously he doesn't take his hand, and he's just like, he's like, "I respect you, but you do realize you've been kidnapped." Yeah, he's like, I understand that you're, you know, <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I just so you know, I, I respect the thing, but you realize who I am in this situation. Uh, no, I love that because it's like we might as well be civil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do like seeing how it, this episode. I think really the one of the best things is that Shocker. It's because up to this point, it's just been a snatch and grab, and then immediately like you're gonna do it, blah blah blah, and that's just how it is. But this whole thing is just like the guy is not willing. Yeah, and uh, Zola's just like trying well, to be okay. Well, I guess if you're not gonna do it, he like taps the wall, opens up his wife. Comes oh, up. because he says, like, yeah, I well, at first he says, like, what do you want from me? Like, what do you want from me? The guy's like, I want you to resurrect this trilobite for the sake of world peace. And he's like, dude, you're a liar. I'm not going to do that. And, and he's, he's like, just well, like, I want you to resurrect this trilobite, and then we're going to have it suck human blood. And they're like, that doesn't, that's not how it works. And he's mm. just like, our science has conquered everything. Yeah, that's what the consensus was, however. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, he brings in the guy's wife who's bound and has got, like, a gag in her, in her mouth. And he's just like, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to do what we want, or... This trilobite's gonna suck your blood's blood, and yeah. he's just like, "It's like basically your last chance to do what we say, or like, else." He's like, "No, I'm not gonna help you." And he, so the guy, like, he like tries to rush forward and, and attack the goon that's holding his wife, and of course he gets you know handled. Yeah, because it's not how it works here in Shocker, especially when you're an old man. Yeah, uh, well, he's not old; he's like middle aged. But yeah, uh, so he's like, "All right, fine, you got your chance." He let's start the experiment. Um, he, you know, they they throw her down on the table. He comes over with the trilobite, and then uh, you know he puts it on her neck, and then it zooms out, and there's like a weird you see like the back of a big shell and there's like you can see like the lines blood. where the blood is filling up yeah um and then there's this huge man-sized trilobite that just drank his wife's blood i thought she was done yeah like totally no. done no but yeah no, um, she's still alive he doesn't need all the blood i guess yeah i thought <laughs> she i thought she was gonna be a husk or something yeah like, so many, like actually this whole episode every time it happens i could i i still expected it to be i was like oh is this person getting rode off the show <laughs> i mean yeah. we'll talk about that in a bit but um so it does grow as it drinks blood it's yeah. now you know Regular shocker enemy, uh, and I believe that's it. It just shows her it being the full form, and then it goes to Goro and Taki eating their ban their bananas, right? Well, um, he kind of lays out the plan about he's he wants to make more. Oh yeah, mm. he wants to. Use, so it's like like it, it's kind of hard to understand how it was originally working. So it's like it's like why do, why do you need you got the trilobite? Yeah, but no, he wants him to resurrect other trilobites also because mm -hmm. he has more than one, mm -hmm. and they want to like basically make a bunch of these monsters, and they need him first to resurrect the trilobite and then they'll combine it with the cyborg right okay uh so, so it's because it's like yeah you got the monster already it's like what do you want to yeah, do what do you need but they want do? more of them to spread them all over yeah um but they're like but we have to take care of uh talking and common rider first because mm. otherwise they mess things up so we need to take them out first right instead of like i don't know doing it in china or something yeah <laughs> um <laughs> So um, yeah, it goes to ta Taki and Goro in like this buddy sequence. Yeah, so Goro is talking about they're both eating nanners with their backs turned to each other, mm -hmm. and you know, like on a park bench or two. And uh, Goro is talking about how he's heard that some scientist is planning to resurrect eighteen million. This is the fossils. funny thing. So this is like Goro. I mean, if you haven't watched the show, Goro is like nine, mm -hmm. nine years old most. Taki, full grown adult. He's like in his his late teens, early. He's like twenty two, twenty three, or something like that. And it's like 
Goro is talking to him, and he's just like, dude, so I was reading the scientific journal mm-hmm. about, like, a scientist is resurrecting trial about monsters, and, and he's just like, that's stupid stuff to talk to. Yeah, stop talking to me about fantasy. Yeah. And, and then he's Goro, like, oh, like like putting, uh, or something like, putting 15 years worth of your allowance down on, a, of, <laughs> of your salary down on a, a dream house. A, a dream house. It's just like, <laughs> come on, man, you gotta realize, and, and like, Taki is like throwing a banana. Yeah, he throws his banana peel on the and ground. And he's just like, come on, stop littering, man, you gotta learn. And like, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> so he takes the banana pills, he's going to throw them away, and they see this the big tri- bug. The trilobite, yeah. Uh, he doesn't really recognize it as a trilobite. Because um, it just looks like a weird beetle, yeah. you know? And so he gets up, and he's getting ready to stomp down on it. Um, and then goons pop out like, Argh. Yeah. You know? Uh, so he gets shocked by shocker goons. Because I guess the plan was, because um, this is interesting, okay? So after they fail to, uh, I'll explain it just like this. Because so after they fail to, um, uh, well, no, I'm explaining that wrong anyways. He fails to stomp on it because the goons attack, and so the, he's fighting off the goons. Meanwhile, there's a guy in the bushes that's watching this whole thing, and come to find out, plan A was for this thing to suck on Taki's blood, get yeah. him out of the picture, and now we have a big t- trilobite bite monster. Yeah. But since that failed, we're going to move over to plan B-, B. And he even says something like, ah, damn, racing club. Yeah. Um, um, I'm wondering if yeah. maybe they weren't even planning to wrap him into it, and it just like, let's just go attack a random person, and it just happens to be them. No, because they did say earlier that they need to take out Taki and Kamen yeah. first. And so the idea was like, as the bug, it was going to sneak up. Yeah. And Goro got in the way, because yeah. Goro is the real hero of the show. Of course. <laughs> it's just like, it's like we're having too much focus on the real hero of Taki. We need to like get some of the focus off of the real hero who is Taki and get it to Goro because uh-huh. Kamen Rider is kind of just the kicker. <laughs> um, okay, so in this fight sequence, it's basically the same exact what you'd expect uh, Taki taking on one or two guns yeah. at a time. But they climb this tower? Yes, it's like um, a radio tower or something. Is that what it is? I think so. Because yeah, I was wondering, I was like, it, it, it looked flat on top. I was like, is this some sort of like... Uh, Park observation tower. Yeah, it's either like a radio tower or like a fire tower or something. Yeah, because I was wondering if it was maybe a well known landmark of some kind and they were just showing it off. Okay. So just uh, random. Uh huh. You know, uh, Taki kills a few guys. Of course. He literally throws a guy off the top and it's just just like, ow, just because they're brainwashed. Yeah, big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the next scene is Mari. Uh, she's d- doing a fortune telling using playing cards. It's a thing. It, yeah. You you just associate, you know, like spades to north. I'm I'm just I don't know actually know if spades is north, but whatever. It's north, south, east, west. This is a fire, water, earth, yeah. wind, and you've got uh, you know thirteen. It, it equates to the I don't know the cups or something like that. There's a there's a way to to yes. make them tarot cards, yeah. but um. It's there's a I can't remember what the term was called. It's in the same way that like astrology or numerology or whatever they have their own terms. It's it's that, but not yeah. not quite fortune telling, but close enough. Yeah. Um. And so she's she's doing her own uh fortune about whether or not she's going to be in a relationship anytime soon. And she's like, uh, no husband till thirty. Yeah. It's like oh, now and then she goes to do another one to see if she's gonna get uh like a boyfriend in the next week or meet somebody in the next week. <laughs> yeah, because it goes outside and then that shows the bad guy and he's uh-huh. just like plan A failed, time for plan B. And I think probably plan B was to like get Common Rider, but Mari's the only one there. Right. And then it comes back inside and she's just like, oh, gonna get a date next week. And so it's basically just you keep shuffling. You're gonna get what you want. Uh huh. <laughs> and so he's like, ah, trainer. 
and it you know it goes over and drains her. Yep. Uh, now again, up to this point, we haven't seen the wife again. I totally thought both of them were done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Not that I wanted her to die, just that they a, went there. A main character dying, but no, just a main character getting attacked. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so so Hayato just happens to come back at this time. And he comes in and he's just like walking into Nice Line because it's racing club. He turns mm-hmm. over, there's a giant Tyler Five Monster. He's like, oh, <laughs> so, oh shit. <laughs> and so he gets up and I was like, ah, so now you get a good look at the front of it. It's a pretty good suit. I mean, yeah. Um, the, my favorite part about it is the detaching shell pieces, of course. Yeah, the scales. It literally just rips pieces off of its body and it shows. It yeah, like into the blood and, and Yeah, like and it, I guess they just removed. grow back right away, whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's got like quick regeneration. Yeah, and that's that's how it's weapons. It just rips yeah, Basically, it rips off a part of his abdomen shell and chucks him like a boomerang. It, um, it, awesome. Yeah. Like, it's just because they put the time to make it look like, I mean, I'm sure it's like Velcro that's just died or something like yeah. that, but it looks like peeled flesh has been like there's exposed yeah human flesh or something like that very weird uh and it gets away uh yeah okay so it throws like two of them he ducks and then it's gone you know uh, um, and he would have chased after but mari's there dandered right and she's like oh mari's so he comes over and he starts shaking her and you can tell the actress doesn't like how hard he's shaking her <laughs> but she has to pretend to be asleep for the scene <laughs> yeah so then it goes back uh to the bad guys yeah, so they've got the doctor, and they're like, "Look, you're gonna work for us, uh, or else we're gonna fix. We're gonna we'll fix your wife." Yeah, that's basically it. They offer to to restore her back to her normal. And he's self. just like, he's just like, "What? I don't. Why would I believe you or anything like and that?" And, like, th- cool. th- and then he's just like, "Hey, you have somebody else." Yeah. So basically, it's kind of one of those situations where it doesn't matter if you know that it's not gonna work. Your choice is either work for us, and maybe we'll restore your wife. We're probably lying, but if you don't, then we're just gonna keep you know, messing with people that you love. Yeah, so it's you really got a like, son. <laughs> and so it's just like, uh-huh. we'll kill everybody you know, basically. Uh, goes to a flash of the, uh, of the sun. Yeah, so they're they're doing their hike, and I guess all of them have been watching Kamen Rider because yep, they're, they're singing all singing the, ride the song, theme. Yep. yep. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's a show like, that's aware of itself. It's got its pros and cons, and this is definitely one of those shows that does better when it's aware of itself. Well, yeah, and also it's like they own the rights to the song, so they can sing it as much right. as they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh so then it goes to um so oh yeah back so, to the writing lab yeah so Tari er, Tari Taki Taki comes in and Mari is laying there and uh he's like Taki you need to take her to the hospital I need to go investigate these scales because he's got both of them prom- yeah I'm gonna take the these to the lab yeah because what are you Hongo now yeah <laughs> you know I was thinking that too I was like like wh- you you knew somebody at the university like you had well any? they. He's- a couple of times he's taken it to a guy at the university, so mm-hmm. so there's that. I mean, I highly doubt he's going to be doing the work himself. No. Um, Especially not because he gets attacked. Yeah, because he, as he's riding along the, the highway, oh, well, whatever, along the road, um, shocker goods pop up with the, like, the good old rope thing. Yeah. And he stops right before he gets uh, clotheslined by it, but... So a little quick fight here. Now this scene, I don't, it, I can't make sense of this because he gets ambushed and there's a trilobite up on the hill. And he, you know, he, he henchins and he jumps to him and then the guy, it shrinks itself so it can't find him. But I don't understand the purpose of the ambush because once it goes from the mid splat, I believe it goes right to the mid splat, right? Yeah. So the purpose of this ambush is to have a fight before the mid splat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they just had one is what I'm saying. They just had one Yeah. with uh, him inside the, with like Mari throws the thing. Yeah. Um, this is of this entire episode. This is the one part that sticks out as like a waste of resources. Yeah, uh, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I know what I'm getting to. Seventy one. It's just uh, the only thing I could think of is if, it is if they wanted to 
delay him for some reason? Yeah, because, okay, so the other thing, too, is I, I don't think he ever see him go to the university. No, he doesn't. He just goes, the next scene, he goes right to the hospital where Mari is, and he's talking about how the room smells like garlic, and everyone's, he's like, why is there so much garlic hanging around? Oh, yeah, well, so so it's like they're wearing masks, they have garlic because she got her blood sucked. And so they're like doing a vampire joke. Yeah, they're making. So you know what? Actually, now this is the way I'm going to rationalize it because I never actually see him go to the university for the scales. I bet you they ambushed him to get the scales as he was he was going to fight him. So and then the, the goons pick up the scales and no, they run cause, off. Because what it is is that he does go to the university, and comes back because when he's in the hospital. He says that they said that they were fossilized, and that's oh, what. Remember. And then Goro, it prompts yeah. Goro to bring up Doctor so, Shimura's experiment that he just read about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Goro has a cross, <laughs> and he's like pointing it at Mari. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's like she got her blood sucked. So it must be vampires, <laughs> right? Oh, just funny because I think there, there's actually a guy. You saw him in, um, in uh the uh the first. He he's like a Count Dracula dressing guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a he's a general in Common Rider. He's like the next general after Zol. <laughs> oh, is this like foreshadowing or maybe nothing? <laughs> no, at all? that that's from the first. So it was actually scenes of the actor, even though he passed away, that mm. they brought in. Okay, and that's why his stuff is all fuzzy and yeah, none of it like, really made sense. Yeah, it was like dubbed over, but they just made it look like it was a bad connection, so they okay. can disuse that that actor. Um. But yeah, I just thought it was funny because it's like there's actually like a vampire looking guy later on. So vampires do. Is he a vampire though? I don't remember. I it wouldn't be outside of the realm I of. I think he is, or he might just like be a. I mean, they have fought a bat creature. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, I mean, they were all. They had fangs, you know, mind yeah. controlled, and I think he drank their blood to make it happen. I can't remember. Yeah, he bit them and he like controlled them. They yeah. became his thralls and stuff. Um. Anyway, so yeah, he says something about them being a fossil fossilized. And this is when Goro, who like knows everything, he's just like that's just like the 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 highly advanced scientific journal I was reading. Yeah, um, name is Doctor Shimura, yeah, which is Doctor Shimura, and he was researching how to bring back alien, uh, uh, not alien, but uh, extinct life forms, probably using DNA resequencing. You know how it is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that Goro is just like dropping way smarter than he's even letting on, and he's letting on that he's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it goes to the shocker base, and the doctor is like, "You, you really promise you're gonna restore my wife after I finish this?" And Zol's like, "You have my word." <laughs> um, but then you hear the doorbell ringing, and so that's the doorbell for the, the actual house. Yes. And so they they usher him outside of the secret passage. The Try the Bite monster does, <laughs> and says, "Look, we're gonna need you to answer the door, but play it cool because we have your wife, and I'll be in this room." So yeah. Uh, and he uh, he obviously goes to the greatest hiding spot in the world. Yeah, of course. The the curtains. He hides behind the curtains. Where else is a trial bite monster going to hide in that room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the doctor comes and he takes him into, I guess, the only room of the house. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's um it's friggin' what's his name? Oh my god, Ichimonji. Ichimonji. Yeah. So he he brings Ichimonji into the. It's literally the only room of the house. It's like there's the front door and here we go. I'm just wondering <laughs> where the family is in all this. Yeah. It's clearly where, like a one room apartment that where they live. In. In. Well, no, he's got an office too. So yeah. It's like a living room, an office, and the rest of the family can live in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> um, this scene's actually pretty cool because yeah. you know they sit down and they're talking. He's just asking questions like, "Hey, uh, so do you mind showing me the trial bites?" And the guy's like, "I can't. The university asked for them back, so sorry about you." You know, and not so. Here. Hayato, using his superhuman senses, is like, there's somebody else in this room. Yeah. And so he, rather than ask him the question directly, he writes it down on a pen and paper. Like, hey, is somebody is somebody watching you or something like that? And the doctor is just, like, nervous. Um, and mm-hmm. it was, like, going to be saying something. And then the doorbell rings again. Yeah. And, and like, he gets up. And then, like, Hayato gets up. And he's, like, right standing in front of the curtain. He's just, like, 
if there is a shocker monster behind this bay, this curtain, I'm going to endanger the family. Yeah, it'll be bad for this family if I engage in fighting right yeah, here. I love that part. Yeah, it's like this is the, it's like yes, you're thinking about the consequences. Like now you you know this is where stuff's happening. You don't need to attack right now. Yeah. Uh this is kind of what I've been wanting from this show because I mean, I, how many times did I complain about um. Like, or for example, the cocoon monster. Like, how much was I ripping on him for letting the cocoon just float down the water? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's clearly going to be an issue. <laughs> what the heck? So it is uh, the son. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot the son's name. Wataru. Uh, I only know that because he's the, it's the name of a main, ca- main common writer later. Oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, he like introduced himself and he's just like, say hello to our guest. Yeah. And he's like, mom, not here. And he's like, she's not here right now. Mm-hmm. She's beyond my reach. <laughs> um, and so they were like, oh, okay. And then it goes back to the hospital. Yeah, Jumanji excuses himself. And he goes and tells Taki everything he knows. It's like, hey, this is where the show's going on. I yeah. like this. He goes to get back up. Yeah, he's like, like as he should. Um, um, and they're like, okay, let's go. And then as they're running, as they're leaving, Taki's like, call the chief. Uh, get even more backup because we're going to need Tachibana for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so it goes to the shocker base again, and they've captured the sun, and the guy's like, whoa, this isn't part of the plan, and Zola's like, basically, tough to get to work. Yeah, he's... Because <laughs> yeah, the thing is, he has all the cards. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that the doctor is fighting back. It's just that, I mean, it, this was so, always going to be the case. Yeah, so the, the guy's like, okay, he's like, I did it, and Zola's like, okay, well, I guess you're going to kill you now, and he's just like, heck, ha. Ha, you didn't think I was being that stupid, did you? Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I purposely shortened the Trilobite's lifespan so that way you will need me again. <laughs> yeah. And this obviously just pisses off Zol, and the guy's just laughing at him. Because this is like the second time they tried to force a scientist to do things, and the scientist's like, screw you. Yeah, because he's like, he, he knew that it, once that he completes the thing, he's expendable. And you remember, like, the, the cocoon guy. Like, the cocoon guy designed it so that it would destroy the cocoons instead of make them bigger. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, hey. That's destroying the world. Like yeah. you can kill me all you want. <laughs> if anything, this is the the smarter of those two doctors because he sabotaged the experiment in a way that they could still use the experiment, but they can't just kill him for yeah. being. Uh, well, that's because this guy actually has a family. That other guy was just by himself. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, but yeah, I just love it when they're just like showing that like. It very rarely happens in these shows that, like, sometimes scientists can actually be smart in things other than science. Yeah. Like, com- <laughs> they're, like they have, they're they sensible. Have, they can have some common sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> usually in these shows, scientists are stupid. Yeah, big Other time. than, like, their science. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's two types of smart, I feel like, two types of smart in TV. There's the uh, smart, like, general movie smarts, like we have Tony Stark, yeah. you know, like we talk about that often. And then yeah. the other smart is that they're kind of borderline autistic almost yes like they're only smart here and then they're the stupidest person that's walked the earth and everything else like they could i doubt they could pour themselves a cup of coffee that's how stupid yeah they are. there's the absent-minded professor and then the all-around genius yeah like knows everything yeah there's no in between yeah uh the really good one was uh i don't know if you ever watched it was doogie hauser doogie i have not i i've heard the name do you know the the, the basis of the show no it, it it was the vehicle that made uh uh, what is it? Neil Patrick Harris, famous. Yeah, see, that's that's how I know the name. So it like it was when he was a teenager. Okay. And the show was about a genius doctor who was a doctor when he was a teenager. Okay. So okay. it was Doogie Howser, MD. He was Doogie Howser. He was a, he was a he was like a fifteen year old doctor. Mm-hmm. And so that was the show. But like I re- if I remember correctly, in the show he actually was like a normal fifteen year old, other than the fact he was a genius. Okay. So it's not like he like knew he everything. Ha- like he had like good friends and stuff like that, and he like 
also had a bedside manner and they did all sorts of doctor things to like dealing with people dying and stuff like that because it was like it's like an abc like sure feel good show but it's like but yeah so he was like because i remember there's he had like friends who were his age yeah even though he was a doctor they like went to school and stuff but he Mm. like still had friends and stuff so it's just like it was in back then they could have that yeah (laughs) true um so yeah anyways uh (laughs) that <laughs> Zol's just like, well, I'll just beat it out of you. Yeah, he's about to basically at this point in time, his his plan is ruined. Not necessarily ruined, but there's definitely a huge setback. So he's gonna go to beat this guy into making more of these trilobites. And Great Leader's like, uh, basically cut your losses. Essentially, he's like, hey, we need to move forward the plan. Common Rider's on to us. I really like that addition there. He's just like, hey, if we can't destroy the world, let's just destroy a few cities. Yeah, because they had what they needed at first with the original trilobite. It's just they wanted more to make it a more like a definite sort of thing. But yeah. it, barring that, let's just go forward with the plan because, you know. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like, if yeah. you've been waiting, like, you've been sitting on this forever, I don't know how long, to yeah. to make this plan come into action. You want to get as much as you can from it, but you know, worst case scenario, you got something. Yeah. So move on with it. So they're like, okay. And then it goes back outside, Taki and Ayato come in. And they're storming the gates. Uh, And they're like, I don't see the kid anywhere. You're outside. Yeah. But um, then the, uh, it's his uh, right or hearing, it's vision. Uh, they get attacked by some shocker goons. Yeah. Do some fighting. Um, They yeah. break into the house and they're like, oh, look, they left the door open. Yeah, there's a cracked <laughs> hidden door back there. That's not suspicious. Um, So they open it up and they walk in and, and uh, of course, it's empty. You know, there's nobody there. And the uh, Ichimoji's like, well, hold on. I can hear a time bomb. Yeah, because um, in the 70s, all time bombs clicked. <laughs> <laughs> and so they run up and they see that the, the people all tied up, the family. Yeah, the fam's all tied up. And they 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 get them out. Uh, cause the doctor can walk by himself and there's two other people to carry the other two people. Right. So they get outside. They, they don't even get outside the house. They just get the door and a bomb goes off under this guy's house. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's good. We're fine. Yeah, they're like, oh wow, they really tried to yeah. get us because the house isn't destroyed. No, like you can still see the secret passage is kind of slightly open. Yeah, um, this is probably the most subtle explosion that Shocker has done. Yeah, I mean, usually mountains fail, like volcanoes erupt, and like yeah. buildings are destroyed, and it's just like, well, that's when they blow up their base. I almost, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I almost feel like they they this designed like- it so that way the family, if this happened, like if they completed the plan and the family never knew about it somehow, they could just make them think it's an earthquake. Like yeah, the neighbors would be like, oh, it's a minor earthquake. Okay. Yeah, it was just like if we needed to cut our losses. Because this, this is the first time Shocker's destroyed their own base. Yeah. Which is like all subtle. Yeah. When Common Rider blows up a base, he's just like, I want it to be seen from space. Yeah, they're going to use the, the gigantic dynamite. Yeah. Um, storeroom of course because yes. that's the thing that you want stored in your base is dynamite of yeah. all the explosive materials yes <laughs> right next to the nitroglycerin and a Roomba yeah. <laughs> so, so I started asking questions like hey so you know where did they go what now the doctor's like they took the the because they have the the research and all the you know trilobites yeah and it's like oh I took them to Haneda which is as you said the airport it was the international airport. airport and so uh they're like okay let's do this and uh, they run outside, and there's uh, he's like, I'm going to go. And then there's Taki there. Mm-hmm. No, uh, uh, Tachibana. Tachibana's coming with uh, Yuri, and I guess they're going to take care of it, and he's going to go on ahead. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so the woman, the wife is moving around, and she's kind of out of it. Yeah. So I'm wondering, did Shocker restore her? No, it's like, I think it's just, I mean, if it's just being blood loss, she just takes time. I mean, yeah, she's a bit anemic right now. It's just, yeah. I mean, they had to be doing enough to keep her alive. So it's yeah. not like she was in critical condition. At which yeah. point, then, why would you even need them to restore her? I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of confused about the dynamic there. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things. Don't think about it. Yeah. Just go with it. She'll be fine eventually, <laughs> but they could have put her back right away. I don't know. Screw it. 
Like, I almost feel like if she's not dead, you would want her to just recoup over time. It's like, here, give her some electrolytes and leave yeah. her alone. I don't want them injecting her with anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can take the blood out of the, blood out of the trial bite and put it back in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so he he follows it, and then there's the guy there. Yeah, so this is where the, the plot kind of just goes forward. You know, we don't need the in-between, really. Uh, so, they, you know, they should... Well, I'm, we're going to talk about it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that there's no in-between for the show because it's not necessary. Yeah. We already know the action's picking up. But, yeah. Because, um, like, literally, they just go to the airport. There's the guy, just happens to be in the parking lot. Thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. Uh, he's got the bag. He looks shady. He's got the dark rings around his eyes like he's yeah. not slept in his entire life. It's like, hey! Give me the bag. And the guy's like, I'm not going to give you the bag. Shaka good. <laughs> uh, transforms. Um, and we have a sword fight. Yeah, sword fight. So this is like one of the things where it's good that like modern common writers can have their own sword because it's like. Yeah, he always every, has to disarm them. At, like almost every fight he's disarming a shaka good to get a sword. Yeah, they're almost like, man, why do we even bring these things? Gosh. Yeah. This happens every time. Maybe they're like, you know, getting stabbed by a sword hurts less than being punched by Kamen Rider. Yeah. I almost guarantee you some of these goons have thought about, like, hey, what if we just fuse swords to our hands? And the other guy's like, he'll just rip off our arm, man. Let's let's just not do that. We Uh, can maybe survive a sword slash. So uh, the guy contacts Great Leader, and Great Leader's like, let the Trabite suck your blood and let it fight. Yeah, basically, they need the monster, or else Kamen Rider's just going to win. So this guy, being a loyal loyal (laughs) zealot decides okay uh, i love how he opens up the container and it's not just a trilobite in there because usually you have these suitcases and there's just whatever needs to be in there but there's like other gadget stuff and like there's a full-on knife yeah you know just in case he needs a knife mm-hmm. why not that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah like i actually really like that there was more than just what the the scene needed yeah you know like it, maybe there's a hammer there and you're like what the heck's a hammer for yeah you'll never know yeah because <laughs> their plan doesn't get it so he takes out the- so uh then the trial bites into the fight yeah so the trial bite pops up and throws a couple uh, abdomen shells, you know. Yeah, scales. There's a lot of this going around, so it, it, it's back and forth a lot. They're fighting some more. Yeah, they're fight- he's like he's dodging those. He fights some goons. Taki fights some goons. T- Taki shows up fighting some goons, dodging some scales. Yeah, some shells being or yeah, scales is a better way to say it. scales. I don't know why I keep saying shells. Yeah, um, they they call them scales. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, because they are. They're not shells. A yeah. shell is like a similar but not the same. Yeah. There's a difference. Dang it. It probably has to be. It probably scientifically has to be like, what is it made out of? Probably. Like, is it made out of creatine or something like that? Right. Something? I have a I have a friend that would know exactly because he's like into that stuff, etymology and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it's like it's actually it's uh chitness, and so uh, that's um, probably actually what it is. It's probably yeah. chitness, or sorry, or chitness, or I'm sure he could pronounce it. But yeah, uh, but they call them scales in the show. And this is common rider, so it's common rider scales. <laughs> yeah. Um. If 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 it's like no trilobites would have chicken, so we're like, well, like, well, yeah, trilobites would. This isn't a trilobite. This is a blood sucking fossil monster trilobite combined with a cyborg, so it has scales, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you take it. It's like I don't I don't care <laughs> if the FBI doesn't operate in Japan. <laughs> it does here, or things like that's not how time travel works. It does in this story, so deal with it. <laughs> oh, how does time travel work then? Yeah. It's like please don't start. I don't. Really, I don't actually want to hear that. But, um, so he, okay, so the, I love this part because he's, the trailer bites in front of him, Common Rider sees that he's about to get hit by a boomerang, so he ducks down, and there's a goon behind him that's, gets smacked in the chest, <laughs> collateral damage, you yeah. were, you're worth like five cents. Yeah, and then there's a couple, of, and then the trailer bite starts spitting blood acid, I guess? Okay, yeah, so, okay, so he throws his sword at the trailer bite, and it like gets his arm or something, I'm not quite sure what happens there, but then he's like, okay, I've gotta, uh, I gotta do something, this is the trailer bite's inner thoughts. And then he sprays like, yeah, like a jet of blood. And so the Kamen 
Rider and Taki like dodge it, and then um, Kamen Rider's about to get hit, so he grabs the goon next to him and uses him as a human shield, and the guy's like, Arr! I have no idea what interaction is happening. Maybe he's just dying of disgust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you also hear, you, you start hearing the Trabites thing, where it's like, what's happening? I'm getting weaker. Because mm, mm. he's using his blood, I think, maybe? Or maybe he's... No, it's because of what the doctor did. Oh, because this is like the type three trilobite <laughs> or type two or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. It's been modified now to not last as long. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so he comes up and he like starts uh, doing the rope dope, punching him, giving yeah. him a good, uh, good old one two. And so the trilobite like ah, knocks him away. He's like, I gotta get him this time, and tries to spray spray blood. Obviously dodges. Rider kick, pat, and we're done. And he doesn't blow up. He just turns back into the trilobite. Yeah, I was so sure they were gonna stomp on it. Yeah, but no, it's not the trilobite's fault. Yeah. <laughs> It's the cyborg part. I have no idea where the full-grown man, the parts that were made to make the cyborg went, but whatever. Yeah, but whatever. Oh, he kicked it out. There's actually a guy on the other side, probably. (laughs) I I almost feel like that, yeah. (laughs) He kicked the the cyborg parts out. (laughs) Uh, So then there's a scene of, so that's like the end of the fight scene, and then Mm -hmm. there's a scene of Mari waking up, Mm -hmm. and I don't really think it's like, they're, they always like doing it's like oh when you beat the monster everybody wakes up but I think it's just like she just woke up yeah I think this was her time yeah it was just yeah. like she was in the hospital not she some w- hypnotic hold so much as dramatic you know just timing uh, timing of like you got enough electrolytes yeah yeah um it's not like the monster's freed and the spell the curse is lifted it's not yeah. like that and then uh she wakes she's, up she's not she doesn't really know she's where foggy, she is yeah. I mean, which would be expected yeah <laughs> and she's like she's like oh okay and then uh, the next scene is them all celebrating at the house that has a destroyed shocker base underneath yeah it. the doctor and fam and they're all dressed up real nice there's soda and beer yeah cheers yeah it's it, it's i think i've told you about this about the fact that like in commercials in in america they're not allowed to drink beer really they're not actually allowed to drink beer in commercials. Okay, you can have the beer. You just can't show them There's a lot beer. of opening. There's a lot of cheering. There's a lot of pouring. Yeah, a lot of showing the head on the, the brewski. There's no drinking. Damn, I'm going to have to pay attention to see if that's... I feel like that's the case. What about on like uh, like liquor commercials? Yeah. Same deal? Same deal. They're not allowed to drink alcohol. Because now I'm thinking about it. You always just see them like coolly slide the glass down the bar. Or somebody being like, does something cool, like order here. I don't remember actually seeing anybody drink it. Yeah, but Japan they can't. And so it's weird when that's what made uh, Japanese like beer commercials weird when I first started watching them. I'm like, this seems like weird. Something's off here. <laughs> yeah, I don't I didn't know what it was because it was like they were actually drinking the beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's they're like, cheers, yeah, they're, you know, drinking, they're drinking and the doctor's like, man, I wish Inchimonji could be here. And uh, it makes Taki kind of choke on his beer. So I wonder if they filmed this differently at at first, like maybe. This is him like, oh, I can't let him know that Common Rider was just here. So I don't know why he would choke on his beer when he goes to explain that Ichimonji just doesn't like being in groups. Yeah, well, it's like uh, the reason why he doesn't like being in groups is because he's a cyborg. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's just like, uh, but yeah, it's like he doesn't like being in groups. And it's actually, it's a funny thing because it's actually, you can see it in the show. And I think it's just like them kind of almost, it's, I don't know how much of it is them putting hongo attributes on him yeah that's what or, i was gonna say um it's just an ev- an actual evolution of the character of like the character was like all happy and go lucky and it's just like the constant battle is like making him more distant of uh, he's he's becoming more i mean i can see that uh because like uh he actually like even though it doesn't happen or anything but like hide uh hide uh hongo has like more of a hope Mm. Because he's like, after I beat Shocker, I'm turning myself back. Yeah, that's true. But Ichimoji doesn't have that. 
he's just like I'm just fighting Shocker, and it's like becoming I, like I'm totally reading more into it. Than yeah, they of did. but it's just like it's like it's becoming more like distant because it, it more he's more of his life is fighting every day. He's a fighter. Yeah, a bigger percentage of his life is is this fighting. Yeah, it doesn't have any like hopes or dreams. Is, like yeah. with Hongo, he win the race, like the bike race or whatever. That's like something. It's a hobby at least. Yeah, like the only thing that we could say is maybe a hobby for Ichimonji is taking pictures. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I think really it's just them getting Hongo attributes on him because they ha- they've had him riding, they've mm-hmm. had him going to the lab and stuff like that. And it's like, uh, but uh, I can't remember how well it is. But once there's both of them, they can be different people, right? Um, but what is your suck? Um, oh, so my suck for the episode because it was a really good episode, and there's I could pick holes at pretty much everything. Um, it's just that with how great everything else was in the episode, the ambush seemed useless yeah like, like um there was place. no purpose to it yeah and like everything that i would i try every time i try to come up with an excuse for it i end up uh realizing that that doesn't work it's literally just here i'm just wasting my trilobite on common rider right now yeah and then he shrinks himself down and then that's the last you hear of it you yeah. know and it's like you could have just used that trilobite for the plan or you know any number of things and especially when you come to find out that you get these other trilobites that are subpar you're really wishing that you had that original well, so, good trilobite so, so there there was there was only one trilobite monster in the in the in the show. Oh, okay. He just shrunk down and he came back to full size later. Ah, okay. It's just that he was like, uh, uh but the doctor got like, re-engineered. Yeah, re-engineered. The doctor like fit, solved him and stuff. But yeah, there was only like, uh, he made another one. There was another one in the case. Hmm. But yeah, he, um, he like, yeah, there was only just one. It just kept getting bigger and smaller. Okay. Over the course of the show. Gotcha. Instead of being like a, a dozen like trailer by monsters yeah, going. But either way, like I said, the ambush. Yeah, the ambush did feel weird, pointless. Yeah. I mean, it's not. <sighs> I wish I could say it felt out of place for this series, but that's just like common. Like there's an ambush on the road sort of thing. Shows the motorcycle. I understand the purpose of it as far as the theme. Yeah. Like a- motorcycle ambushes are. I, I want to say bread and butter, common yeah. rider, at least 71. It's just that it, the episode didn't need it. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So. What's your suck? Uh, my suck is that there wasn't uh, like more consequence for like Mari. Yeah, it was just like, oh well, we just wanted to show that like she could be attacked. I was bummed out about that. I thought it was. I, I, I didn't even like want her to die or anything like that, but like more of like more to the story of uh-huh. that. Of like even something like well she's the only reason she was attacked was because of me or something like that yeah the the monster was after me and now that's why I got to sit to do it yeah it was just like oh she gets attacked that's uh, it's uh, kind of what happens when you hang around yeah I mean I guarantee you like like we were saying at the pre-show if this was you know one season this plan was one season that would definitely be something that would yeah. they would cover I mean she'd be in the hospital for like six episodes and it would be like and what she'd do be I do foggy how, without memory for like three like how can I how can I protect the world when I can't protect those closest to me and yeah. stuff like that uh so what's your segoy oh dude the doctor's a pimp yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta give credit where credit's due like every step of the way I can't see myself doing anything different if I had the it's like right off the bat you're obviously you're a little shocked, disturbed that the door is opened in your house. Uh, you see people coming in asking you to help, not necessarily violently, but just them being there is kind of menacing, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, "Hey, look!" So, you, what do you do? Right? You try to give them. You may. You seem confident, and you say, "Leave now, or I'll call the police." Because I mean, you can get up and start fighting them, but you know that's yeah. definitely last ditch effort. Uh, it doesn't work out. So. And you go along with it because you are kidnapped. It just happens to be you try to fight back. doesn't work, you know. But then you find out the wife's kidnapped. Of course, you try to fight him back anyway. It doesn't work. Now you're you're held in the exact situation that you are. What can you do? You can sabotage the experiment so that way you are 
of continued use. Yeah. It's one of those, like, either restore my wife or I will not work for you. You know, you put them, you grab them by the balls. Yeah. Uh, to my uh, sugoi is I did like the trailer bite monster. Yeah, trailer bite monster. He, he, he's seriously really nice. Yeah, um, it's like a good you put monster. a lot of money into it. I feel like um, a good uh, uh, like power set. Mm-hmm. And like especially if this was like a two part episode, it must be more ter- terror. Like you never know where the trailer bite's coming yeah. from and stuff. Yeah, my only criticism of the trailer bite monster is is what the bloodstream does. Like we don't actually see. Like it killed the goon, but I have no idea why. Yeah. Usually that's explained, but... Yeah, usually that would have been part of the test run. Yeah, the blood-spitting Trilobite monster. I mean, there was no test run. That was actually pretty nice. We figured out the powers of the Trilobite as it went. Yeah, yeah. It's like the only thing that's confusing. I mean, it doesn't need an explanation. I actually kind of like that it's a mystery, just that I I do want to know what's happening. Is it acid blood? Poison blood? Just blood blood? And the guy's just like, he's like, he's afraid of blood. That's all it was. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Oh. (laughs) Um. And then also, I really like to, because I mean, we both said our Sugoi, so we might as well move on to the writer ranking. But yeah. I really like that he had the forethought to. Yeah. So, so this is actually, I think, so right now, Nigo is number five below Kuga. Mm-hmm. And I think he worked much better than Kuga mm-hmm. would in this story. I Kuga would have so. just like drop kicked that monster. And right everything there. would be all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do think, especially with how many times I've knocked him for not having forethought. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it's really nice to see him think, oh yeah, if I attack now, it would be easy. I could do it, but who knows where his family is. Yeah. You know, um, just gotta give him props, I mean, man. It, it's really props. good, but I don't think, I don't think he's better than Vulcan. Nah. Vulcan, who just raged out and got a super form. Yeah. I mean, especially because mind it's not, control with just anger. The way I'm thinking about it too, he's not, he doesn't have to just beat Vulcan. He's also beating Excel, in my opinion. Because remember how I said they're like neck and neck in my yeah. mind right now? And it's like Excel gets it because he's been up there for a while. Like, yeah. I don't want to just jump Fu up because I was excited in the episode. Uh, so it's like really, it's not just beating Fu. It's like you also have to justify why he's that close to Excel. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and that's definitely a no for me. Whereas Kuka, it's actually funny that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like this, uh, fight between like the second writers. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Nigo is technically the only writer on the show right now. But right, you, right, right. Um, double yeah. at the top. So he's two, two to begin with in the name, and then two, two, two. Yeah. So it's uh, number one is double. Number two is XL. Three is Vulcan. Four is Nigo. Five is Kuga. Six is zero one and seven is Ichigo. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, where do we have? Um, no, we took you off the list. Yeah, that's right. We took you off the list because she's fighting Jackal right now. She is not common rider. No, she is a raid riser right now, or a raider, mm-hmm. which almost sounds cooler. If it does. We, it sounds cooler with no context. Yes. It, with what I know, I'd much rather be a common rider than a raider. Yeah. But if I had no context in, I would rather be a raider than a rider. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because writer sounds like, well, what, are, what are we writing first? Yeah, Nobody, nobody's writing anything. What are you talking about? This is common writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody in Zero One's writing. <laughs> no. Not anymore. Nobody in Zero One. Uh, double, they ride their bikes. Double right actually does ride his bike. Kuga does. Kuga does also, but yeah. he's not even in the top four anymore. So. No. So 71's breaking in there. Yes. And I guess Excel has a bike. Well, like, uh, Teru has a, uh, Ryu has a bike. Yeah. And... He has also he, the, he is a bike. Yeah, <laughs> true. He's a, he has a bike. He is a bike, and he has a tank. Yeah. So he definitely yeah. does some riding. Yes. Uh. So the next episode of Kamen Rider seventy one is Deathmatch, the ant eating devil Anagarbar. Uh. Ah. Uh, Arigabara. Arigabara. Arigabari. Arigabari. I'll, I'll have to hear them say it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ant eater monster. Okay, ant eater monster. I. You know. 
you never know. What's yeah, the gonna... thing is, I can't I can't say I hate it until I see it. What happens? You know, I don't yeah. like the idea in my head, but that's just me. The squirrel mm-hmm. monster was pretty cool, t- but you like you never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, just the concept of an ant eater monster. It's like, okay, what's it gonna do? Like flick its tongue out? But no, I mean, okay, maybe it's trout or snout does stuff. Also, ant eaters have those massive claws. <sighs> true, that's true because they dig into the hills and what have you. Yeah, um, like it's it's amazing how many animals. Growing to a human size wouldn't be the scariest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Even big animals that are bigger shrunken down, like a uh, a polar bear shrunk down to a human size, would still be scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And there's certain things you would never think are uh, horrible until you consider them giant, like slugs. Slugs don't seem bad, yeah, until one rolls over you four times your size and you start getting dissolved. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh crap, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So, uh, but our next episode is coming right at Kuga, episode thirty fate we get to see knife guy knife guy that's right that's right <laughs> he's got we have knife guy on the end he's got terminal japan's disease and an artist's heart yeah <laughs> the soul of a poet <laughs> no he's, he's and, uh, and then there's an the artist. turtle guy with the balls and stuff <laughs> turtle guy with the balls exactly. yeah turtle yeah. balls uh the guy who's been like killing a bunch of people uh, just launching those those like yeah. balls from the space it is a cool suit though yeah it is and uh they're working towards uh, Rising Mighty. Yeah, that's yeah. right, because we've seen the other three. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be our next episode, and we'll talk about Kamen Rider Kuku then. Yeah. Uh, if you want to tell us how dead, uh, what animal you think would not be scary at human size. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to talk about turtle balls. <laughs> yeah, you can email us at fanboyopinion.gmail.com. Follow us on the website, fanboyopinion.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, fanboy underscore opinion. I have been Eric. And I'm Eugene. And we will see you next time.